no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. to the Barry Centrals. On today's show, we discuss the Kevin Warren hire, and we get you guys prepared for the Senior Bowl because A-Dub and Prez will be in the building. A-Dub, how you doing, bro? Talk to him. Man, back at it with you again. Looking forward to this. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. The audience, man, we apologize. We took a little extra week off. Listen, <laughs> don't get mad at us. <laughs> We've been over here busy. You guys know we have another wing so what we do, the media component of what we do here with our platform, and we just been on the road a lot. So we just need another week to make sure that we was giving you guys some good content, coming at it with some good energy. But you and I are going to be on the road again, head down there to Mobile, Alabama for the second year in a row, bro. I mean, bro, last year was great. This year going to be even better. And all this, we are going to be your go-to spot for all things Chicago Bears coverage from that senior bowl. I know a lot of you guys will be like, oh, well, prayers, we'll watch it from at home and we'll see. Yeah, but it's a little different vantage point where we're going to be there up close, get a chance to talk to some of the players. So we're going to have you guys set up with, with, with player profiles. We're going to have you guys set up with senior bowl day recaps. So we're going to be that one-stop shop. And I'm excited, bro. And I'm, I just have so much appreciation, A-Dub, for Jim Nagy and his team because it's so cool seeing all those scouts, yeah. the, the GM personnel. And our very own Luke Getty is going to be the head coach, bro. Yeah. Cool hand, Luke. I hope that's what he's going to be. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you have it, Dub. It's the offseason. I appreciate that, friends. But, yeah, it's great to have him. Uh, we're looking forward to, you know, the experience along with them, Perez, should be awesome, man. It um, should be a good time for you and I. 100% agree. And Bears Nation, we appreciate your continued support as always. I mean, this has been a tough season. But as A-Dub and I talked to you guys about on the last episode, this is the time of the year that I'm super pumped about. This draft time, and I've been seeing everybody on Twitter with their mock drafts and shit, and I like that type of stuff. My draft season's here. Now we got these college bowl games coming up. We get to see these players in action. We get to see all the guys and everybody's like, oh, would this guy be a good fit? Well, guess what? A-Dub and I'm going to be able to give you our insight on these people, what we see and what we like about them from practice, what we see and like about them from the game itself, what we like about them from the interviews that we get to do with them. So we are excited. We're pumped. A-Dub, there's a lot of good momentum going on with the Bears right now from Luke Getty coaching that senior bowl team to having all this cap space, to having the draft picks, to the Kevin Warren hire, A-Dub. Kevin Warren, great to have him on the team, Perez. I mean, you and I got a chance to meet Kevin Warren at the Big Ten tournament last year, Perez. He is a nice gentleman. He talked to us. He listens. He doesn't leave by his title, Perez. I mean, he's just a down-to-earth individual. Yeah, I mean, A-Dub, when his name even popped up, and we talked about it in the last episode, he popped up as a, a potential candidate, and I was intrigued because I said, first and foremost, take the personal aspect away, which I want to get back to in a second. The guy has NFL experience. He's run a team before. We couldn't say that about Ted Phillips. True. Ted Phillips is a numbers guy. 
We got an actual football guy now in this seat. In this seat. Secondly, he got that stadium built in Minneapolis, and that stadium in Minneapolis is dope. So you can bring a guy like that that has those relationships, that is a great people person like A-Dub mentioned to you guys. That's a football guy. And can get a stadium built. What do we need right now? We know we ain't going to be in Soldier Field. That's true. So he's going to be probably responsible for making sure that that Arlington Heights Stadium is done and is done the right way. So that part right there with Kevin Warren, to me, it seems like a home run hire. We'll see how it goes. But those things that I've kind of brought up, give me reason for just a lot of enthusiasm. And then the point that Adel brought up, he's a hell of a guy. Like Adel said, he didn't know us from the man of the moon when he was talking with us. He treated us with respect. Yep. When we were covering the Big Ten tournament last year. He also said, if you guys need anything, make sure you talk to my assistant. I'll make sure you guys get everything you need for the tournament. This is the commissioner of the damn Big Ten. I bet you the last commissioner of the Big Ten wouldn't have had that same conversation with us. <laughs> but this lets you know, Prez, someone that any of us can just talk to, Prez, at any given moment, at any given time, he will treat you with the utmost respect without leading with his title. Holes is now going to report directly to Kevin Warren. He was reporting directly to George McCaskey. So this is like George McCaskey's now trying to re remove himself. He's like, listen, I'm going to let y'all have it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, listen, y'all just do what y'all supposed to be doing around here. And so now it kind of puts the onus on Ryan Poles a little bit because now he's got a football guy that's going to be kind of checking in on him and making sure, like, hey, what's good? What's going on over here? And Kevin Warren is one of those collaborative type of individuals. He's one that doesn't really lead with ego. He talked about it in his press or press. So I think this kind of dynamic between him and Ryan Poles just may work out very well. We'll see. But the one thing that I did see that was was um, was important to know is that Ryan Poles is going to continue to have the final say on all football matters. And I know that was something that was important to him when he took the job. But it'll be interesting to see how that relationship between Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles evolves. But right now, yes. I think, honestly, from listening to Kevin Warren speak and from all the things that we know about from his history, this seems like a really good spot for the Bears right now. You kind of see where the Bears are at right now. And you talked about a little bit earlier about the stadium, where we are as a franchise in general, when you talk about how we can improve this team, it may be the right time. And this is not going to be something that's going to be uncommon for Kevin Warren, because when he was with the Vikings, he was in the same type of situation where he didn't necessarily have a final say in football matters per se. He had Rick Spielman there with, that was kind of responsible for that. However, Kevin was there from like that executive uh, operational standpoint. So. I think that having these two guys working together, everybody knows what their role is, what their responsibilities are, and so forth. I don't think that you're going to have any issues. You know what I mean? Everybody right. knows what they're there for. Absolutely. And that's what makes a good relationship moving forward. And the fact that all of them may know what the end goal is. If they're working towards that, everyone got the right mindset and understand their role clarity, should be pretty good. We should be. And like I said, man, he's a football guy. He's been around many organizations, not just the Vikings. You know what I right. mean? And I think that that's something that's important because he started his football career with the Rams. So he's won a Super Bowl. He talked about that in his opening presser that, hey, he wants to win championships here. Okay, Kevin, sounds good to me. Sign me up, bro. <laughs> yeah, he talked about that, friends. He talked about this uh, greatness on the way. So if that's the case, we want to see it, man.
But I think the biggest thing about this when it comes to Orion Poles, everyone's got blind spots. So it's good that a guy like Kevin Warren is there. So maybe he might see something that Ryan Poles may not see, right? Right. And it's the same thing when you and I working together, right? It's some things that Adel may see, but like, hey, Prince, this, you know, think about this, and then vice versa. That's the part about a dynamic working relationship where somebody else can have the, the freedom to say, look, hey, you don't know everything, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe try it this way, you know, and, right. and it's okay. I think that's what we're going to see from this budding pairing between Kevin Warren and Ryan Pulse. But one thing that we do know about Kevin Warren, audience, this man ain't afraid to shake things up. And I'm okay with that, A-Dub, because this organization can use a little bit of that. And that's what we probably need, Chris, to get to that next step, man. And having a guy like Kevin Warren that you alluded to with his experience, you take that pedigree into consideration, you can do some good things down the road. And like I said, Arlington Heights, here we come, man. Arlington Heights, <laughs> you suburban listeners, man, get ready. Get ready. It's coming. <laughs> and I know that there was a lot of people, A-Dub, that were very proud of the fact that not only do the Bears now have a, a black team president, a black GM, a black defensive coordinator, a black quarterback, a black assistant GM. And there were some people that say, well, why does that matter? Well, why does it matter to you that it matters to some of us? I think it's important to have an organization that's being run diversely. But the most important thing for any organization is wins and losses. But I'm proud to see that the McCaskey family, who have gotten a bad rap over the years of not being a diverse family and organization, they're showing people that maybe some of that shit was bullshit because look at this team now. Look at the way that they're set up now in their front office. You know what, Perez? That diversity can be a game changer. A lot of different people, a lot of different hats coming with different ideas that can help move this team in the right direction. You know, so I've always applauded diversity and inclusion. So the fact that this Bears team is focusing on that, Perez, and have done some things to change some things around in that department it just shows you where this Bears team is at and what the, how they feel about diversity and inclusion as well. And I think lastly for me, just seeing how Ted Phillips, his time here, didn't yield much in the way of playoff success. The biggest thing I'll be looking at Kevin Warren outside of the Arlington Heights move and building that stadium. I need to see more playoff success. We need to make sure that our GM and our head coaches are the right people for those seats that we're not going to continue to keep every couple of years firing the GMA coach because we don't have the right person in the seat. Right. That's why this offseason and next offseason are going to be the most important offseasons. We keep saying that. We want to keep reiterating that. Because Ryan Poles can't miss. He has to get this right. So many different moving parts that are going on with the franchise in general that you alluded to earlier. You got to get it right. And the fact we've been talking about this Bears team, about wanting to have a a good red organization that has a lot of success, you got to start winning football games to do that. Sure. And this Bears sure. team got to go down this path in that right direction going forward if they want to get the fan base to rock with them like they want them to. Yeah, and I just want people to just realize that this move isn't it's just about the stadium. I think right. that was a big piece of it. But if you look at what Kevin Warren did with his time with the Big Ten, the guy's a visionary. Look at how he helped the Big Ten get that lucrative TV deal how he brought USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. Kevin Warren makes shit happen. And that's the type of guy that you have coming in here that can change the culture because that's what we need here in Chicago. We need to get this culture back to what it used to be. It's, it's sad when people look at these Chicago sports teams and everybody just kind of like apathetic, like, eh, 
Our teams are terrible. Our teams have no culture. Our teams aren't winning teams right now. We need to get back to our winning ways. And I hope that Kevin Warren, in conjunction with working with Ryan Poles, in conjunction with Matt Eberflus, can get these winning ways back. Working with our franchise quarterback, Justin Fields. Yeah, I said it. I'm so sick of the stupidity out there. People <laughs> out here talking this bullshit, man, acting like this kid ain't the one. Man, a lot of slander coming his way, bro. And it's unfortunate. But you know what? I love Justin Fields, and I think he's the guy for this Bears team going forward. I mean, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. I mean, if you look at what he did year one under Matt Nagy and then year two working with Getty, it was night and day. And he did that without help, which I'm not going to get into. Everybody, you guys already know that. But my point of the matter is, is that if I'm looking at this current draft and I look at the two quarterbacks in this draft, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, if Justin Fields was in this draft with them, he'd be the number one pick in my opinion. So a lot of people that are sitting here trying to talk themselves into thinking that the Bears should keep the number one pick and go after a quarterback, shut up. Now, I'm okay with rumors being out there that the Bears will potentially look at somebody at that number one pick. The only reason I'm okay with that is because it drives up the value for a team to come up and get that number one pick. But if there's anybody out there in their mind that really thinks that Justin Fields isn't a quarterback in the future, then I have to really wonder if you know football and if you watch the games. And we need to get rid of this narrative that this kid's a running back. People continue to talk this bullshit A-dub about, oh, well, well, he misses a lot of throws and he can't throw. Well, you don't watch film. Because I've seen a lot of throws that that man made. I also saw a lot of good throws that he made that were dropped. Yes. And so we need to be 100% when we sit over here making these comments about this guy. We also need to be 100% about the why he ran so much last season. It's because he had to. You know, when you forced out the pocket like he was, and you got all these defensive ends coming at you every which way, you got to get out of dodge. And you're right, Perez. He had no choice but to utilize his wheels to try to make something happen. And he was electric with doing so, but he also made some great passes down the field as well. Yeah, to that point, A-Dub, he throws a beautiful deep ball. We talk about that all the time. Has really good accuracy. The arm talent is there. Absolutely. The thing that's missing are the weapons and pass protection, which are the reason why it's going to be really important that Ryan Poles surrounds Justin Fields because we can't go into another season with the roster looking the way it was this year. It was a teardown this season. Next season, Ryan Poles, you're up. But I don't want Justin Fields having to run the ball 15, 20 times a game. Right. That's not a winning formula for us. And he's not going to hold up for a whole season taking the type of hits. I think we learned that. But however, A-Dub, right now, we're in a very good spot because we have our quarterback. We can't, we have not been able to say that in the past, but we do now. Will we say that he's a finished product? No. But has he showed us enough potential that with his third season approaching that he could develop even more into an elite quarterback? Absolutely. The tools are there. He showed you that as he got comfortable in Luke Getz's system that the progression was there. We saw it. So what do we think is going to happen in year three when he has the roster around him that's going to support him, a quality defense? Also, the work ethic. This kid's a workaholic. He lives and breathes football. You add all those ingredients together with an improved roster, this is what you get, a much improved Justin Fields. So, of course, he's aware of some of his 
opportunities, but he is one of those individuals who's looking forward to building upon that. No, and I agree, man. But when I'm looking at this number one pick, A-Dub, I was thinking like, okay, we talked about it a couple episodes ago about some particular teams, and we said, okay, these teams are all going to be looking for quarterbacks. So right now, right. let's just be honest here. The Tennessee Titans definitely going to be looking for a quarterback. The Seattle Seahawks, the Atlanta Falcons, the Raiders, the Panthers, the Texans, and the Indianapolis Colts. And out right. of all those teams, I honestly think the Indianapolis Colts are probably going to be the most compelling team that come up and make that trade with us. I mean, look at their situation last year. The Colts went from being a team that we thought was a team on the rise to just having an awful season where they fell off the cliff with Jonathan Taylor being injured often, Matt Ryan not getting it done. It was just kind of a wasted season for the Colts. I think the Colts are a franchise quarterback away from contention. So you're right. They may be someone who's interested in making a trade with the Bears for their number one draft pick. I mean, and, and Matt Ryan last year and the year before that was Carson Wentz. I mean, the Colts, <laughs> my goodness, talk about striking out. Like, they swung and missed twice on quarterbacks. Twice. Right now, I don't think they're going to go the veteran route. I think they would be doing themselves and that roster a disservice trying to go that route again. They may have to decide to go that route for us when we get a, a franchise quarterback out the draft, you know, hopefully become a franchise quarterback. But to your point, they got a good run game you know, with Jonathan Taylor. So having him and then also having a nice young up-and-coming quarterback, that may suit them better than what they are right now instead of trying out these vets that just isn't working out for them. And you know another reason why the Colts intrigues me is because they got some guys on that roster that we can bring back in trade, but then also they're not far down the list that we would fall out of like the top five and it would allow us to still get a good pick in return while also getting a future first rounder for trading that number one pick. So the Colts to me would be a great landing spot for that number one pick, but also still allowing us to get a Carter or getting a Will Anderson, which I think are going to be dynamic pieces, which, whichever one you look at. I prefer Will Anderson, but, you know, I, you can't go wrong with either one of those guys potentially coming in here and being fucking game changers on that defense. I'm with you there, Perez. I do like Will Anderson, man. You know you and I have talked a lot about our edge rushers throughout the season. It's been brutal. But I could use one like a Will Anderson, bro. The Carolina Panthers is another team that I think is kind of intriguing because – we saw what their situation was at quarterback. It was pretty god-awful. And they traded Christian McCaffrey, for God's sake, you know. And yeah. now, salute to him because he he might be potentially be going to the Super Bowl. But if you look <laughs> at this Carolina Panthers team, though, it's a team that looks like they're in a little bit of a rebuild situation. They've built up their draft inventory, A-Dub. So now that's another team that has a lot of draft pieces that Ryan Poles will be able to pillage. Absolutely, Perez. If you're a team that's in transition, that looks like you're starting over, hey, might as well rebuild it from the ground up. And a lot of times they start with a quarterback in a way. So this could be their opportunity to try to land a good quarterback out the draft. Now, the only drawback from them versus the Colts is the Panthers have the ninth pick. So now you potentially, as the Bears, if you trade back all the way to nine, you miss out on the opportunity for one of those defensive game changers. So if that's what Ryan Poles decides to do, well, then the Carolina Panthers are going to have to make that draft package so enticing that Ryan Poles is like, you know what? I'll take that trade all day long. So that's what you got to think about is how far back in the draft are you going to trade back? Because you don't want to miss out on one of those generational talents. That's why I prefer the Colts deal. Yeah. Or potentially the Texans. But I can see the Carolina Panthers being a team that can get into the mix as well. But to you, the good point, though, man, it's about what the Bears are trying to get back in return. And you're right. 
we need some players on this team who just make plays, and especially on that D-line. The Bears know that already, so they don't want to compromise that. You always said it. It's a big all-season for Ryan Poles. You're right. He got to make the right call in this case. I mean, the Texans, I mean, that was the the, the gift that Lovey, that Lovey Smith provided to us by giving <laughs> us that number one pick. And I'm sure that that organization is still so pissed off for him, but whatever. Thank you, Lovey. <laughs> but we know that they need a quarterback. I mean, Davis Mills, while he showed some promise, I don't think he's a long-term guy there, ain't up. The Houston Texans have a ton of extra draft picks around, and they are a logical draft partner for the Bears to just drop because the Bears could just drop back just that one pick, and they'll still have the pick of whatever player they want. Because I know we know that the Bears, they want the best non-quarterback prospect that's going to be on the board. So getting that second pick from the Texans or making that trade with the Colts, those seem to be your most logical trades. The ones to the Panthers might be a little bit far-fetched, but – I just brought that one up, audience, just because that's a team that has a lot of draft picks. And if we know anything about Ryan Poles, he's going to want the farm. (laughs) Yes, he is, man. And Ryan Poles, we saw make some little magic last season, you know, with draft picks. The Raiders, I talked about them. They have the number seven pick. We know that they're moving away from Derek Carr. Not sure if the Bears want to trade that far down in the draft, but Uh. that could be another option as well. But like I said, these are just teams that I'm just seeing that are quarterback hungry that may get desperate. And the Raiders is a team that could get desperate. They let the car go. They're moving on from him. What are they going to do to backfield that quarterback role? So that's going to be a key for them when they come down to the Raiders and how they plan to maneuver moving forward. The Raiders got some intriguing pieces on that roster. Yeah. That could be enticing for the Bears. So that's why I said, audience, let's just keep an open mind because you never know which way this thing will go. We may get surprised with who comes up to get that pick. But those are the four teams that I'm kind of looking at like it could make sense. You know what I mean? I know some people are probably going to be listening to this thing like, Prez, no way they trade back to number nine. Maybe not, but you never know what package comes their way. You just never know. And that is the key right there. So, yes. But right now, for me, I got the Colts and the Texans being the most logical. But we'll see what happens. But I just wanted to just position the other two teams, the you know the Panthers and, and the Raiders, because they're quarterback arm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of teams. I said I talked about the Tennessee Titans as well. You know, that's another team that Ryan Tannehill might not be the long-term guy there. I know that they drafted Malik Willis last year. We don't know how they feel about him. The problem is with the Tennessee, they sit at the number 11 pick. So then they would need to give us another monster package of picks. So like I said, the Bears are in the driver's seat because, honestly, they don't have to move the pick. Well, we know that they want to, but they don't have to. So these teams that need these quarterbacks – they're going to have to pony up. Yeah, the Bears, man, are in a good position, Perez. That's one thing you like about the Bears, man. You in the driver's seat. Everyone's coming to your office asking you about what you're looking to do with that pick, and you want to get the most out of it no matter what you decide to do. And you know what? I didn't even talk about the Seahawks, A-Dub. Now, I know they got Geno Smith out there. But Geno Smith's 33 years old. He's not the future of that team. The Seattle Seahawks could be a team to, to watch when it comes to this number one pick. Because not only do they have a number five pick in this draft, they also have the number 20th pick as well. So that could be intriguing for the Bears. Plus, Woo. they have a roster that might have a couple guys on it that the Bears might be able to grab as well. So I would say keep your eye out for the Seahawks as well. Hey, don't turn your back on those Seahawks. Hey, Geno Smith play out his mind this last season. 
but you just never know how they may feel about it. The Atlanta Falcons, that's a team that I talked about with you guys earlier, but I got a sneaking suspicion that Lamar Jackson is going to probably go to Atlanta because Baltimore dropped the fucking – they, they, they – my God. The Baltimore Ravens had a generational quarterback on their roster and didn't pay him. Damn. They, they go they go they go uh that mistakes will come back to bite them in the ass in the future. It really is. Looking at that team over there without Lamar Jackson, it doesn't look the same, friends. And you can't underestimate a good quarterback like a uh, Lamar Jackson. You gotta give him the guy his respect and what he's been able to do for that organization. But man, if he goes somewhere else, it's gonna look pretty bad on them not having him. It's going to look awful. And like I said, I can totally see the Falcons going all in on Lamar Jackson. So that team right there is probably the one team that I don't think may trade up with the Bears, but it's a quarterback needy team. So, audience, yeah. I mean, that's kind of where we are there. But watch out for the Seahawks, the Colts, and the Texans. I think those are the three spots that are intriguing, at least for me, from what I've seen. The other teams might be long shots, but, again, they need quarterbacks. But – as we gear up to head down to Mobile for the Senior Bowl audience, A-Dub and I have talked to you guys about some of our positions of need that we identified. So going into the Senior Bowl, the positions that A-Dub and I are going to be really looking at with this team is going to be wide receiver position. You guys already know what we see there with that wide receiver spot. Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool, they're not going to win the Bears NFC North. No disrespect to either one of those guys. We need some help there with that wide receiver position. You got to have better pieces there, no supporting roles to help out adjust the fields. We've talked about that enough. Darnell Mooney did not get the job done in that number one role there in 2022. Fine. He might have been miscast as a number one, but get him where he belongs. If he's a number two, cool, fine, whatever. Let's go. But wide receiver is going to be a position AW and I will really be focusing a lot of our time on. The Bears may try to look at some receivers in free agency. I hope they don't. I really don't because <laughs> I was looking at that free agency class. And it was a reason why they wouldn't turn it that second round pick for Chase Claypool. But I hope that they look at the draft because there's a lot of dynamic talent in that draft. A-Dub and I, we will make sure that we hone in on any and all wide receiver talent that should be available to the Bears in this 2023 draft. DeAndre Hopkins, wouldn't mind that at all. We know what the situation is down there with the Cardinals. They might be cleaning house. DeAndre Hopkins could be. They're for the sake of for the Chicago Bears. I know Bears Nation would love that. I would love that as well because yeah. that brings a true number one in here. And could you imagine Justin Fields, man, throwing corner face to a DeAndre Hopkins? My God, that'd be filthy. Man, I'm over here imagining right now, Prince, what that will even look like, bro. Woo! You got Hopkins out there. Then you have Money Moon on the side. It's like, man, this is what you want for Justin Fields to have weapons, but you got to give them that true number one like a Hopkins. That'll be a beauty. Yeah, you get a true number one like Hopkins to come in here to compliment Claypool, to compliment yep. Mooney. Vellis Jones, you got him as a gadget player. Maybe even get a guy here and wide receiver from the Senior Bowl like the Packers did with, with getting a Christian Watson. And you saw what he was able to do for that offense, right? That was the guy that shined at the Senior Bowl last year. And we know that Getsy and Poles, and Cunningham, and company going to be down there in Mobile. So we know. We're going to be keeping our eye on what those guys are watching. Trust me, audience. We're going we to make sure. We're going we to keep y'all posted on what we see out there. But that wide receiver class is looking pretty strong. Offensive line, this is a no-brainer. Anybody <laughs> that watched Bears football knows that offensive line for us was god-awful. We got to protect Justin Fields. There's a lot 
of quality offensive line talent in this draft, and especially at the Senior Bowl. So A-Dub and I will definitely be making sure that we keep you guys posted because outside of Tevin Jenkins, I don't really have a lot of confidence on anybody in that offensive line. There's nobody outside of him that I can say, oh, they absolutely need to be coming back next season because that offensive line, A-Dub, is going to be the second position down there to see a bowl that you and I will be focusing in on. Yes, sir. It's a must. Now, Orlando Brown Jr., I've talked about him on the show in the past. Would be pretty nice if we could find a way to get him in here and he could draft some interior people on that line. But I'm telling you, Orlando Brown Jr., throw some money at him, Ryan Poles. You got a lot of it in the bank. Come on. <laughs> Defensive line. A-Dub, we talked about this in the past, and that's why getting a guy potentially like a Jalen Carter like a Will Anderson, will be huge. But there's other defensive line talent that's going to be at this senior bowl that we want to keep you guys in loop with because everybody talks about the big-name guys. But there's a lot of guys that don't get all the hype and don't get all the publicity. Right. Those are the guys that you may want to be getting yourselves familiar with. So we want to make sure that we get you guys in the loop on those. Because when you look at a Jalen Carter, hey, that guy's a really good run stopper. I know some people was talking about how he didn't impress them from the way he played in the national championship game. I mean, that's one or two games. We can't just sit here and dispute what I saw on film from a kid that jumped off the film all season. Yeah. A-Dub, we're talking about Will Anderson Jr. Hey, that's a Khalil Mack clone right there. That's <laughs> what, when I see him, I see Khalil Mack. Man, you ain't lied about that. Game changer right there, bro. That's what you need on that line for sure. And that's why, like I said, making that trade with the Colts, Seems like the most obvious trade because then you get down there to four, you still have the opportunity to get either Carter or Anderson. Like I said, it's a win-win. You get extra draft collateral. You may even get a pick or two. I mean, a player or two. So I mean, it's it's a win-win for the for the for the organization. Those are the three positions that AW and I are going to be really holding in that at that Senior Bowl: D line, offensive line, receiver. We may take a peek at some of the secondary options as well, you know, because you can never have too much depth there. But I mean. Audience, A-Dub and I are just really excited for this time of the season. We're here every week getting you guys that content. We're going to have some really good stuff for you in store from the Senior Bowl down there live from Mobile. Hey, the sky's the limit for what we might end up doing. And we're just blessed to have everyone to tune in to check us out, baby. Yes, sir. Without further ado, we are out of here. We're going to talk to y'all next week from Mobile, Alabama. Thanks for all your support with the Bear Essentials, and we are out.